screen. Yeldon, 30, 25. Make 20, a man miss. Right. He's going to go. He's yes. Utah shovel pass in the middle, picked up by Darius, Marcel Darius, Darius to the 15, he spins to the 5, touchdown! Must win to make the NCAA tournament, Sexton, got it, he got it, he got it! Here's Tua, stepping back, loads up, looks long, throws, end zone, touchdown! Touchdown, Alabama, Devontae Smith! Touchdown, Alabama! I'd like for the people to remember me as being a, a winner, because I ain't never been nothing but a winner. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Crimson Crackers Podcast. It has been a long time since we've done another episode. Um, actually, since it was July 4th, uh, the the, uh, the celebration of this this country. Um, We're sorry it's it's been a while. Um, you know, a lot of stuff went in the way over this last month. I was on vacation and uh, for a while and also got COVID, which I've been using as a, uh, you know, a good excuse for, you know, anything I did last month. What have you been doing? I've just been in school, you know, doing physics and stuff, having a test every other week and, you know, just, just boring classes, boring summer classes. That's about it. Just blame myself. Yep. Uh, but, you know, we've been loading up on content and uh we took our steroid shots and um i'm feeling pretty good uh, i feel like mark mcguire and uh i bet you're probably feeling like sammy sosa yeah ready to take a hack at it yeah you look like him too the the new sammy sosa yeah the very white sammy uh, sosa. I, I looked up uh i was just looking up baseball players and i looked up sammy sosa on google and like it gave me goosebumps and i just went off of <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, football's around the corner. That's a big reason why we want to do record because uh, we can't get enough of it. And there's a lot of talk going on to, in, into the preseason for both college and NFL. But an important aspect of what's going on now is Alabama's success on the uh, recruiting trail. Yeah, they landed, I want to say, eight recruits in the month of July alone. And this is after uh, after we lost out on on Peter Woods and everybody – well, not everybody. What am I talking about? It was – what's his name? Stephen M. Smith said that uh, – or uh, the Alabama beat writer said that uh, maybe uh, Saban has uh, lost his ways and he doesn't know how to reach to the 18-year-olds the anymore. Yeah, and he got a lot of criticism from that. And um, I don't really think he was going after Nick Saban. I just think he was trying to bring up a topic point for, you know, his subscribers and all that because it's pretty hard uh, for what we do. I mean, we know what type of – ordeal he's in with trying to create content but it just really you know turned for the worst when he uh you know when he brought in that that question yeah i want to say it's it was he, he brought in that question because uh i guess peter woods said that um that Dabo is more of like a player coach or something something along that lines and that i guess that's why he uh, said what he said well, that's like the main that's the main philosophy coaches take when they when they have to recruit against Saban is the fact that he's younger and he, he can relate better to players. So it's not it's it's not the fact that Nick Saban can't connect with these guys. It's just the fact that these recruits have fell into the trap or the idea that this coach knows me better than Coach Saban will. Right. It, it's nothing with Coach Saban because I feel like it's it's just always a bunch of white lies when it comes to coaching or to recruiting against Alabama. But with Peter Woods, it just didn't go well. But I mean, if you look again, if you look at this last month, 
I mean, it was a historic stretch. Uh, it, it reminded me a lot of that, uh, you know, that summer of COVID, you know, before, before we won the title. Um, that was great. Was it that or was it? Yeah, it was that, that year. When Deontay, Deontay Lawson was our only commit. And by the end of that month, we already had like 12 or 13 commits. Yeah, I, I remember it was uh, like May, May or June. It was like we had one commit and Ohio State had like 20. And then after I wanted to say it was either July or August, we had we were like already like top five. Yeah, it was insane. Um, which we're not shocked by how good we're, we're, we are at recruiting. But the fact that we are dominating in the state of Georgia is what surprises me. And I think is the big headline that we can get out of this. Yeah, we, we got the top three out of um, uh, three out of the top five recruits from Georgia. And uh, a note on that, of the top 20 recruits in Georgia, um, the University of Georgia only has like three of those players, which is wild. Like After they, after they won the national title. Yeah, like talk about taking a year off. Like when you win a national title, you're supposed to be, you know, you have to, you have to, you know, go back out there and do what you just did twice as hard. Yeah. Even when Georgia is not choking, they are choking. <laughs> exactly. So um, I guess we can start with Caleb Downs. He, he committed last week. And I remember I, I stayed up really late and I like, I set an alarm for 12 to uh, watch his commitment. And he threw that, that ugly Walmart Alabama hat away. And I was like, oh God, he's just going to commit to Kirby. But then he, he put that Alabama hat on. And I'll tell you what, for a safety, it is very hard to be as highly ranked as he is. Yeah, the safe, safeties do not get any love when it comes to recruiting rankings. And, like, yeah, like, uh, the, the weeks leading up, I just kept hearing Alabama, Alabama. And, like, that's the same thing that happened with Peter Woods and Eric Gilbert from a couple years ago. It was like, oh, Alabama, Alabama. Yeah. And, of course, how that uh, – both those scenarios um, – uh, transpired wasn't in favor of Alabama so I was like you know it, if it happens it happens but I'm not really going to give my hopes up and it, the smoke there was smoke and it it happened to be you know correct uh, Alabama did end up um getting getting him thankfully I'm gosh I didn't did not want to go through another one of those oh he's like 99% crystal ball to Alabama and then he yeah. goes to like Ohio State or you know, Florida, something like that. Yeah, but, since uh, the uh, since the Eric Gilbert case, I've never trusted those those things. Yeah, uh, the Bulls. I know Ohio State was pretty close, but you never know what Georgia uh, could do. But getting Caleb Downs is huge, you know, especially since Jordan Battle is going to be gone after this year, and we're going to need a leader in that, uh, you know, from that safety position. It's going to be a uh, it's going to be nice to have him. And uh, you know, if we look into the rest of the guys in the secondary, I mean, you already got Tony Mitchell coming in uh, from. Thompson and uh, Jaleel Hurley from Florence, which is a uh, it's an underrated program in Alabama. Yeah, Tony Mitchell. Um, surprisingly, on a, on a different note, he took a unofficial visit to Texas A&M, which is a. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Maybe he's just feeling it out, or I don't know. He could have gotten a little hurt that uh, Caleb Downs committed. You never know. I mean, I don't. I don't know. Yeah. Um, it's like that's like. Uh, if you, it's like the equivalent of, oh, I want to go to a uh, Los Angeles Lakers basketball game because that's my dream. And then going to that and then being like, 
actually, now I want to go to a Cleveland Cavaliers game. Like, And it's strange because he's been recruiting for Alabama with these certain players like Caleb Downs and yeah. Cormani McLean in Florida, which he hasn't committed to us yet, but we're highly favored to get. Uh, but, yeah, Jaleel Hurley, he's been – He's been a commit for a while, and I think he has a lot to do with these uh, in-state guys committing to, uh, you know, the best school there is. So this uh, this secondary is going to be historic. It's going to be a historic recruiting uh, class, especially if we can get McLean and maybe some other guys. But, uh, yeah, and um, Richard Young, you know, five-star running back out of uh, Florida, he committed to us. Uh, I think it was last week he was, he was highly favored to go to Oregon out of all places. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't know, I don't know who would want to go there. They don't do anything except make cool uniforms. Uh, and it's also funny because Justice Haynes, you know, another Georgia product, a running back, uh, committed a week before him. His dad played for Georgia, right? Yeah, he was He was like uh, how Ben Davis came to Alabama, except, except Justice Haynes went to Alabama <laughs> instead of Georgia. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's 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 highly dominant, you know, when it comes to the backfield for this uh, uh, for this recruiting class. Um, one thing I think we need is, you know, maybe with maybe a really good receiver. Um, yeah. You can never have enough of those, but I mean, Ohio State's dominated the top tier of those guys, but there's still somebody out there I bet we can get. There's a, um, a Baton Rouge native. Uh, I cannot think of my, his name off the top of my head, but he's like six four, five star. Um, he's obviously like totally favored to go to LSU, but Hey, I mean, like, I'm not gonna, I'm not giving my hopes up that like, Oh yeah, he's going to come to Alabama because I mean, I'm 99% certain he'll probably go to LSU, but you know, there's that 1% that's like, well, you know, Hey, come on, be a, you know, Devonte Smith from uh, Louisiana, you come over here and, you know, do what he did. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I mean, we we've attacked the the junior college pretty well, but it's uh we're we're committing to the in state, which we got a lot of talent this year. And um, if we could find a guy like Jamar Chase or something, that'd be pretty sick. Yeah, uh, I'm jealous of LSU. They get they have so much better, <laughs> they have such cooler <laughs> players than we do. <laughs> okay, uh, so sticking to I guess Alabama football program, uh, Julio went to Tampa. Now, I think it was a great decision for him if he wants to finally get a ring. But a, a, a big problem for me, at least, is the fact that they gave him number 85. 85. Like, the only person that has worn that number and done some things is Chad Johnson. Um, but we're talking about Julio Jones here. He's worn number eight at Alabama. <laughs> He's worn number 11 at the Falcons. He just yeah. wore, like, number two um, with uh, the Titans. And now we're going to 85 like he's a uh, like a seventh-round pick. Like, like he's, a, he's a goal line tight end. Like, 85 is the slowest number there is probably. Like, good Lord. Um, yeah, uh, that's, that's disrespectful. Um, what's, what's the fastest number to you? Mm. Uh, up until, uh, last, uh, this past year definitely made me think that, uh, number one was the fastest number because of Jamison, Jamison Williams. Yeah. But, it, uh, if I did, if I had to say probably like two or three. Mine's three and I have no reason. Uh, I just think it looks really fast. 
it's like the third, third like third gear that's a good way yeah. to do it. it makes no sense but it, it, <laughs> it's, it's my fastest number um and i think julio is going to do pretty well there but they they need to make sure that he's not overused uh we of course know his his health history and um i don't think he fits well with what with the rest of the personnel i think mike evans is already their goal line type of Deep, you know, uh, jump ball yeah. possession type receiver yeah and uh julio doesn't have the same speed anymore that he used to so he can't really be that speed demon that he kind of had he, he had that ability in atlanta which i don't think he has anymore and again chris godwin he kind of he's that physical receiver he's not that fast uh like it, it's just a weird set how you got these big tall guys and then you got scotty miller like yeah um, you get your like slot i don't and that's why I think Tom Brady is going to go 0 and 17. <laughs> well, he did. Uh, Ryan Jensen, his center, uh, could be out for the year. He's ugly. He is ugly as shit. And then you got uh, what is his? Uh, Ali Marpet. He just retired, and then another guy left for um, another. I think the right guard ended up leaving for the Steelers. Another. It was another team. Maybe the maybe the Browns. It's okay. Yeah, they lost three, three pieces just like that. It's okay. Tom Brady only needs two, two offensive linemen. He's that. Yeah. He's so goaded. Run for your life, 45-year-old. Yeah, I don't, I don't like the Bucks, but I'm hoping the best for Julio down there. Uh, I think I would – I want to see him just, like, break every record, but somehow watch him go 2-15. and 15. That'd be nice. Did you see that the uh, I think ESPN predicts the Chiefs to go like nine and eight? Yeah, they have like a a forty percent chance of making the playoffs. That's wild. Yeah, I guess winning the I guess winning the division seven times in a row doesn't mean anything. I guess losing Tyreek Hill's like the best the best player on the team is that's just you know that's just the deal breaker. Yeah, and I'm they don't have Travis Kelsey. Yeah, and I like I'm a fan of the Chiefs, but I. I admit that the Chargers, Broncos, and Raiders are going to be a problem, but how in the hell can you not pick the Chiefs to be picked to win the AFC West when they have done it and proven themselves seven straight years in the NFL? It is one of the most ridiculous streaks there is. It must be the Justin Herbert hype because there's no way that people are, like, lynching, uh, clinging on to the uh, the Raiders and Derek Carr, like the, the, the new edition of Devontae Adams. But I don't know. Yeah, and we'll get and into I that. guess the Broncos, you could say that Russell Wilson. But, I mean, yeah. just Russell Wilson himself, it's just like Seattle. Like, mm-hmm. Russell Wilson and then who else? He's leaving. Russell Wilson is leaving more talent in Seattle. Like, he had more talent in Seattle. Now he's at Denver where he has less. Yeah, I mean, you can say Cortland Sutton and – Noah Fan and Jerry Judy. Well, Noah, like, Noah Fan. Noah Fan's in Seattle now. Oh, oh, he is. Yeah. Good lord. Yeah, and Bradley Chubb's old. I don't think that defense is as good as people say it is. So. Yeah, it's crazy as enough. I'm. I don't know what happened. I, I guess like new, just everything broke out while I was on a cruise. Like I, I completely forgot that Bruce Bruce Arians retired and Todd Bowles is the head coach of the the Buccaneers. Like. Oh, he is? What? Oh, my God. I forgot about that. I I completely forgot that. I didn't even – I was like, Bruce Arians retired? What? What? A black coach. Finally. (laughs) All right. Uh, So, 
I'm really excited about the NFL, but I've I've heard a lot of hype on the uh on the court about Brandon Miller, especially in these scrimmage that first scrimmage. Um, there's that video of him chasing down that block like he was uh, um, like he's that guy uh, LeBron. Yeah, that's his name. <laughs> uh, I'm hoping he's like LeBron. That'd be that'd be sick because we we never we always have hyped up players that go in that program and they never uh show up. We always have these like <laughs> JD, Dav- JD Davidson. We always have these good enough point guards to get drafted, but you know, just average. Yeah, I, I'm gonna be really annoyed if Jay Davidson actually turns out to be a good player. <laughs> yeah, leads the like entire team. He doesn't even start and leads the entire team in turnovers and goes to the NBA and becomes like really good. Yeah, but I mean Brandon Miller, we saw him what he how many points he put up? Like 30. 30 points in a scrimmage. And uh I think that I think they still lost the game because uh well Namari Burnett he went off at twenty one and yeah yeah everybody I mean I don't, I guess they only played like just the five players for each team it yeah Darius like Miles Darius Miles scored twelve points and I think that's his like record high ever yeah that was that was the least amount of points scored amongst I guess the starters or maybe it was just the 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 scoring leaders but yeah that was that was his that was his uh career high. Yeah, and uh, I saw pictures of them. They were practicing with these uh, European balls, and I was like, oh, God, are we actually going to use those in the league? It actually turns out that uh, they're going on a trip to Europe to uh, play a bunch of crazy teams. Like, they're playing China, right? Yeah, they're playing the Chinese national team, and then they're playing, like, uh, Barcelona, like, Team B, which is like, why are we not not playing, like, the the best (laughs) team in Spain if – if we're playing the Chinese national team, we had a fight against communism. Yeah, man, we we're uh, if we lose, we we uh, I guess we get detained. If if we win, we probably still get detained. What will happen is we'll beat China by forty, and then uh, we'll lose to the uh, soccer basketball team by fifty. I hope they don't. Hope they don't invade Taiwan. Well, they're over there. I'm glad we're not going to uh, Canada. Because if any team goes up there, they end up playing this team called Carlton, I think is what they're called. Yeah, they're like the greatest team ever. They're like the biggest, it's the biggest dyna- basketball dynasty there is. Um, and because Colin Sexton and John Petty, that team played them and they, they beat us by 30, I think. Yeah, it was, that was pretty. Yeah. Uh, watch out for Brandon Miller, though. Um, I, I really don't want to give my hopes up because, like, I, I could just I have the sense that, like, Two or three of those guys are gonna like tear something or break something. Yeah, like I feel like if I scroll my phone down right now, I'm gonna get a breach report and say he's he's gone. Yeah, like uh, I really I really hope he's worth the hype because how does a how does a basketball team have more injuries than our football team? It's, I don't know. I guess we like at this point we need Scott Cochran to be the basketball trainer because like we're having more ACL tears than when he was uh. When he was at the the strength and conditioning coach for the football team, it just so happened like it was always our starters too. It was never like Walker Hunter from from Clanton. Yeah, towards ACL. No, it was always like CJ Mosley. He's gone. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but uh, there was. I mean, I'm excited to see what we do in Europe. But there was a a huge issue that came out um last week at some point. Uh, John Mechie, he, he stated that he has been diagnosed with leukemia, which was a big shock to me because um, he seemed really healthy. 
uh, you know, especially, you know, last year he played very well for us. And with leukemia, it's a weird thing because it kind of progresses to a point where um, you can see symptoms about like, oh, I'm tired. Uh, you know, I don't feel physically capable of doing something, but he, he fought it out, you know, to this point. And the good thing is, is that uh, his case is, is pretty, it, 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 I think it's the most curable case of leukemia there is, but yeah, uh, it's, it is. And uh, you know, just, just uh, hopefully this is a big comeback comeback story for him. I mean, look at uh, uh, Trent um, Trent Williams. He he had a brain tumor. Had yeah, yeah. And uh, look at him now. He's the the best uh, tackle in Madden. I mean, <laughs> and tackle in general. <laughs> and, uh, I guess you yeah, could say. I guess, and you can also look at James Conner. He was when he was in college. I think he was diagnosed as a junior year. And it was not looking good for him, but he fought so hard. And he came back in his senior year to play for uh for Pitt and he like he shattered all their all the rushing records. And um Eric Berry, you know, that same case, he 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 uh he beat cancer. So I know if anybody can uh can beat leukemia, it's John Mechie. Um it's sad to see for a guy, you know, just starting his career, but um, you know, I, I know his potential and I know what type of guy he is. So uh, I'm just praying for him and um, you know, I'm hoping he, uh, he can, he can lead the Texans to something. Yeah. <laughs> Cause nobody else will. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Well, we got into, uh, you know, a, a couple of our topics. It's, it's glad to, uh, get back in our rotation, but now it's time to get in your favorite segment, the wheel of impersonation. back with another segment of wheel of impersonation uh we took a the last episode we did um we didn't do it because we know we knew we were going to jibber jabber for a while but now we're back and um it's honestly my favorite segment to do because it only lasts two minutes and uh i'm a natural so so for me my impersonation will be forrest good oh my god Okay, and yours is gonna be the Joker. The Joker. I thought I was gonna get the Joker. Yeah. Okay. And our question: Childhood crush. Oh yes, my childhood crush, Kate Upton. I used to, when I was eleven, I would look at her and be like, "Oh my." what I would do to... <laughs> no she was just so very attractive with her her uh her uh her big smile her big smile and her blonde hair and her big old jugs on her little Kate Upton yeah. wow well, I always wonder why she dated old Justin Verlander because he was just a pitcher, and I didn't know why he would date, why she would date him. Uh, I tell you what, my favorite, my my childhood crush when I, I used to watch Disney Channel, and uh, when uh, How to Raise Charlie or whatever it was called, uh, I used to like Bridget Mandler. Um, she was tall, she was blonde, and I thought she was very pretty. Uh, 
she reminded me of Jenny, uh, even though she left me and got the AIDS and all that. I still love her. Uh, I, I hope Jenny don't hear this, but Bridget Mendley was pretty damn hot. Fucking Jenny will take care of her ourselves. Let's get her. I bet Bridget Mendley's on cocaine now because that's all they, that's all them Disney girls turn out to be. Oh, you know that's right. <sighs> And that was another episode, that was another segment of Willow Impersonation. Oh my freaking impersonation sounds are, so creepy. We are so back. This is awesome. <laughs> all right. Well, I hope y'all enjoyed that. We're we're definitely gonna be back with that. And um, but now we're gonna get into a couple of uh questions. Um, we're going to move to the interrogation. All right, well, interrogation has been the uh, cornerstone, or as we should say, the capstone of uh, this podcast. Roll damn tide. Roll um, tide, boy. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and jump in with, uh, you know, the first question. So if you look in the NFL, there's a big update renaissance going on with uh, teams changing uniforms, and some of them look pretty good. Some of them make me want to vomit. Uh, the Bears. <laughs> <laughs> um so i just want to know what is your favorite nfl helmet and it doesn't have to be new or anything it's just when you see that helmet it's like yeah that's my favorite all right so i'm gonna i'll have a two and then a one and an honorable mention my number two is uh my second favorite helmet is the Bengals, just because i'm a 10 year old and i don't know it's it's very unique because there's so many teams and football teams that have uh, whether it's college or nfl that have tigers as their um as their mascot and the Bengals are the only ones that actually incorporate the tiger stripes into the helmet and i really like that uh, my favorite nfl helmet uh, this might be surprising but it's going to be the houston texans um the houston texans because you look at it and you, you got red white and blue and then you have the star uh as the eye like that's that's like the most texas thing and like a most american uh i think logo like there is and then my honorable mention is the philadelphia eagles just because it's you know it's you don't really see it you know you got the you got the you got the freaking wings on the side yeah and with the eagles helmet it looks like the players are running faster than they actually are because they have wings on their head yeah um okay since you named two i'll name i'll name two uh i'm going to go with two well my number two is going to be the new orleans saints especially their new their new helmet they brought out. I love the black look uh, with the golden uh, metal metal things on the side. <laughs> the golden thing. Yeah, and uh, very nice. And their their old helmet, which is – I think they're still going to use the uh, – it looks like Van, if Vanderbilt was actually good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, I love that. I love that helmet. But for number one, I think I'm going to go with the uh, San Francisco 49ers. I knew you were going to say it. I'm a guy. I'm I'm someone who really likes the idea of red and gold because with red, it represents the like the sacrifice and the blood, sweat, and tears it takes to win. But if you're willing to take in that that grit and that violence, you can get the gold. Do they have the best color scheme in all of uh, sports? Uh, yeah, I'd say so. Or maybe uh, the Phoenix Suns, <laughs> orange and purple. 
what's the worst like what's the worst uniform or uh color combination you can think of i already know mine uh like in all sports or just like just any color with another color um mm, that's a good one uh i don't know why but like the first thing that comes to my mind is like the seahawks <laughs> not, not the, the modern day like uh not their like regular uniforms but they're like crazy like uh highlighter uniforms it makes me want to throw up yeah those are really those are like for 12 year olds but um mine is the uh is the yellow and brown that oh. you know, that that old denver broncos uniform oh god yeah it reminds me of like those banana flavored chocolate uh oh ice cream ice cream sticks it's like jesus yeah yeah you you mentioned brown i would say the the cleveland yeah <laughs> you um, put brown as a damn color it's just it's not good yeah welcome to art class you didn't know you were going to be in the presence of a couple artists with colors so yeah <laughs> all right so the second question is um uh well i'm gonna give some context uh we know Brittany griner um she's stuck in in russia i don't really give a shit uh but if this person but say if this athlete was in russia you would save them so who is this athlete for you all right um i got really three because i'm just i'm a freak if you give me one i just give you three um not really you know one i'm not really numbering these because it's like they're both they're all really um i would say uh, valuable to me um i would i would say one of them would be Derek lewis because he's just uh probably the most down-to-earth um ufc fighter um that i've or not even ufc fighter like more like um <laughs> just the funniest like athlete i've i've yet to see um because he, you know, he 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 tells you what it, how it is. Like after a fight, <laughs> um, uh, Joe Rogan asked, "Hey, how what do you what do you what do you what are you doing after this fight?" And he just says, "You know what? Uh, I got to take a shit, uh, so I'm gonna go." And then, and after another fight, they're like, "You know what? This is a great win. What are you gonna do?" And he's like, "I'm gonna go home and throw my wife's legs up in the air and see what <laughs> see how it goes from there." Um, so yeah, Derek Lewis, he's so funny sorry that he lost uh that was sad um uh, mac jones uh definitely mac jones because uh why not he 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 just he knows the memes he knows everything yeah and uh he's such a funny dude and then uh who i put first above all i would say derrick henry i don't think i would need to break him out i think he could break himself out and then just run over uh the entire like russian army yeah um but yeah, Derrick Henry. I would, I would, I would form like an alliance to travel to Russia to to break him out. Um, yeah, those are good answers. Uh, for me, I would save a lot of athletes. Um, but I just went ahead and said the very first name that came to, came to me when I read this question, and mine is Courtney Upshaw. I don't know why he well, came first. I don't know why he came first, but I don't know. I guess he just he he takes my attention and uh i don't know he he played for alabama like 10 years ago and i'm still obsessed with the guy uh again he's kind of like Derek kearney i don't know why in the hell he would need me to break out of russia but i would be there for his uh to open the door for him um but yeah courtney upshaw uh i love alabama guys and if if russia ever tried to mess with uh 
the Eufaula native, I would be pretty pissed. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, the third question is, um, is the PGA or the Live Tour the future of golf? So at, right when this was like all happening, like the live tour, I was like, this isn't going to be anything big, but as, as, as the months have progressed more and more, it's looking like, um, the live tour is taking over. I mean, yeah, you had Dustin Johnson and that, you know, that was a very, very big hit, but we didn't know like how it was going to affect the PGA tour. And then Brooks Kepka. uh, Obviously, Phil Mickelson was like one of the first ones, um, but he he you know really wasn't. Besides, you know I'm not going to get into that. But uh, um, but now you have more and more, and they now recently you have Bubba Watson, and then you were referring to this before we started recording. Uh, Tony Finau has won back to back tournaments, and uh, obviously this would not happen if um, if all these guys left for the Live Tour. So. Uh, yeah, I would say that like how uh, the PGA Tour is being you know more saturated with all the players that are leaving. Mm-hmm. Um, I would I want to I just want to say that uh, I would think I think the Live Tour is on the rise, and as of right now, the PGA Tour is on the decline. Um, just just the just the competitiveness in the live and live is 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 more up there rather as the PGA Tour. It's you know you have less competition. Um, but I mean, they're still both, I mean, PJ tour is still like the premier, you know, um, tour, but the, the live tour, it's, it's really like, it's really making its case that like it could be the future. I think it's, I think the live is the future because golf is a name game. Um, it doesn't matter if people, want to see good golf they just want to see people that they recognize and i think the live tour understands that and i think they're taking names like you said to johnson and and kepka and guys like that like people would rather watch them than watch tony finau win in uh indiana somewhere yeah and like i think when it comes to the battle between live and pga i think live is going to beat pga but the problem is is i think live could potentially destroy themselves with political you know disruption or you know the south the saudi arabians do something wrong or i don't know it's just it's a very sketchy uh way that they built what they've built but with how much money they have i think they're going to have pretty fast success uh in golf but i think in the long term i definitely think the pga could make a return but um as for now if the live keeps going under the same continuous uh success that they are now i don't i don't see what's stopping them yeah um let's see so fourth question is well the uh, the new madden rating came out and it is still very bad and what made it even worse is the ratings so to you what is the worst uh part of the uh, ratings that came out uh the worst part definitely is like say say you're in madden 22 and you have a guy that dominated like um just for example like jonathan taylor like dominated and he's like a uh like a i don't know like a 96 i mean he's not but like i'm just saying like he's a 96 in madden 22 because he dominated and then you go over to madden 23 and he 
he's down to like an, an 89. Yeah. And which is, it's like, I don't understand with Madden. It's like, oh, I saw what they did last year, but uh, we're not going to put him up until he like shows us that he can, he, he can do better. And I can see that. I can see both sides of that, but, but if it's a, a player that is time and time again, just absolutely showed that he's the best player or the one of the best at their positions, why is, why is he not like the same as how the, he ended once like a, it's ridiculous. Um, yeah. For example, Mika Fitzpatrick, um, was it, was it top 10 you sent me? What, what even in the top 10 safeties? Safeties, not even secondary safeties was not even in the top 10 safeties and he had guys over him like Jesse Bates who've who've had like he's only on that list because he plays for the Bengals like yeah. and yeah I don't I don't understand I just don't understand that um and people are freaking out about the the Jamar Chase uh ratings and I, I'm he's an 89 I mean he was just a rookie last year so I mean I'm not really I don't really hate that I mean yeah he was just a rookie. I mean, yeah, had a good season, but who, who's throwing him the ball? Um, so yeah, uh, but yeah, other than other than just some some names not making any sense, and then others being like, why is he that high? Or, yeah, I saw I saw plenty of issues, and you hit on a lot of them. But uh, I think the the easiest to see is the fact that Tom Brady is ranked higher than. Than, than any other quarterback. Okay, he's 97 years old. He's a 97 <laughs> overall. He's basically 97 years old. But, uh, like, he played good. He, he was good last year. I don't understand yeah. how his play was better than Aaron Rodgers. I don't understand how his play is better than Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes. Okay. The fact that he won – the fact that he's won seven Super Bowls is the only reason he's a 97 overall. I don't understand why people still think that Tom Brady is the best quarterback in the league as of right now. Okay. I would rather, I, I think Josh Allen is a better quarterback than Tom Brady. And I, I don't understand why people see that as a ridiculous statement. Right. And like Aaron Rodgers won back-to-back MVPs. How in the hell is he not the best, not, at least not the best ranked quarterback in the league? Yeah. And I'm a Mahomes guy. And I, I completely understand why Aaron Rodgers would be ranked higher than Mahomes. Yeah, I don't understand. They they really hate Tom or not Tom Brady. They really hate Aaron Rodgers because like like you said, Tom Brady is 45 years old. He didn't win a Super Bowl last year. He had a good season, yeah. but he didn't have an Aaron Rodgers season like Aaron Rodgers had the past 2 years like where what what's 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 going to give. And am I saying that Tom Brady's a bad quarterback? No, I'm not. I still think he's a top 5 quarterback in the league. But you're ridiculous if you think that he's better than Aaron Rodgers, Mahomes, and Allen. So, and in this like this right now, and they base the rankings off of off of like physical talent, like at with speed, strength, awareness, everything. And Josh Allen to me is better than than all of those things than Tom Brady is right now. Yeah. So is Aaron Rodgers, and so is Patrick Mahomes. I don't understand it. So. And the fact that he's a 97 is is idiotic. And somebody yeah. got somebody got paid to make that ranking. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so I, I, I usually get pretty heated with Tom Brady. So let's uh let's talk about uh, one of our favorite things. <laughs> Just to calm down a little bit. Uh if you could watch 
uh, one show the rest of your life, what would it be? So, you know, I didn't really get into this show until maybe like last year. And, you know, I always wondered like, what's the fucking hype about this show? Oh, sorry. I can't cuss anymore. Apparently just to some viewers. No, I think you said shit. Um, <laughs> earlier. Um, um, so I was like, well, what's the hype about this show? So I started watching it and I realized, wow, this is, I can relate to this because I think about this all the time. Um, one show I could watch for the rest of my life, Rick and Morty. <laughs> Easy. Okay. <laughs> you, uh, you tried to get me on that, but it was just too, like, uh, I don't know. It was too cartoon, cartoon network for me. Yeah, it, it's adults. It's, uh, it's literally only, I, I was, it was my reaction when I found out it was adult swim was like, what, really? Yeah. Because everything I've, I've used to watch adult swim all the time. Like everything sucked off there. But Rick and Morty is the only thing off adult swim that's, it's like, you, you have Rick and Morty's right here. And then the next best thing is like to the ground. Like it's, it's not even close. So I used to watch SpongeBob and then whenever it switched to Nick at night, I would watch the, uh, I would watch that episode, that show with like the meatball and the fries. Oh yeah. And I, yeah, I think that's on adult swim. Yeah. Uh, that, and I would watch uh robot chicken. Robot chicken was so weird, but uh, yeah, that, that meatball one, uh, I, I, I remember, I, I've watched so many of those episodes. I just yeah. I didn't, I didn't even know what they were saying. I just enjoyed the way it looked. Well, this show I finished um, yesterday, and I love Office. Okay, I've watched every I've rewatched it three times. But uh, if I had to watch one show for the rest of my life, it has to be Seinfeld. Um, the longevity of it, and the fact that it's so relatable to like real life, to where you have these like small awkward situations, and it's like. I don't know. It's just like individual implosion on yourself. It's the funniest shit to me. And you have like all these characters coming together and like all these situations and the, the writing of it and the directing, it's very, it's very funny. And uh, it all comes together to make a good episode every time they, they did. So, I mean, Jerry Seinfeld, he's a funny guy. And then Kramer, of course, it's, uh, it's, um, it's, it was a great show, which I think only like 50 year old people say that, Seinfeld is, is good. My my number two would be uh would be uh The Office. I haven't really watched many shows, but yeah. So that's the Office, the, the Office to me, instead of like a of a show, it's kind of like a long movie that you just like you watch this part and then you watch that part. Yeah. Um. Yeah, give me Seinfeld. <laughs> um. That's a shame. Okay. Well, I hope y'all in a, I hope y'all enjoyed that that segment. But now it's uh it's back to the original, the traditional top five. Top five, top five, top five. All right, top five. Back with the grand finale, for every episode. Um, listen, okay, I don't know if football is back yet, but there are always signs to know that football is is fixing to be back. So the top five for this week is signs that football is back what's y'all number five my number five is when there's no sports on tv that's a good one i was gonna put that one on mine yeah because it's always like you have baseball i mean yeah you have baseball but 
come on now. We're not getting into baseball until late August and from then on. Yeah, and the MLS is playing like they're like friendly games or whatever on ESPN. Oh my like, gosh. Oh my god. Am I I'm actually am I gonna have to watch cops? <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Uh my number five is full moon barbecue fundraisers. That's a that's a new one. Or coupons. Hmm. You know? So you get emails from these kids or you got um, you know, the parents on Facebook is like, Hi, if you wanna help my kids football team, go and get your barbecue sandwich at full moon. We're having a fundraiser <laughs> for all the jerseys and the uniforms. So that's a, that's a big thing, especially for like Christian schools. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, my number four is, well, this is already passed, but um, late, late July-ish, uh, NBA Summer League. Yeah. <laughs> kind of goes hand in hand when there's no sports on TV, you know, when you got the summer league, you got post draft, then you have the summer league, and it's like, all right, we know that uh, we know that football is right around the corner. Ooh, Chet Holmgren looks good. I don't <laughs> care how is Kirk Cousins going to elevate the Vikings this year. <laughs> you know, that's nah. what I. These are the answers I want. My number four, which I think it might be the best, is when is uh my dad asking me, in these exact words. How are we looking this year? <laughs> you know it's football season when when we're driving down the road and he just says, How's Alabama gonna be this year? Like, yep, we're back. We are back. You don't know nothing about Alabama. I have to inform you about everything. Yep. <laughs> Is Jake Coker still playing? <laughs> hey, I love Jake Coker. He wasn't that good, but he had heart and he had muscle. He had that ugly girlfriend, but he 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 that game against Texas AM, he he, he grew some big old balls. Ran over Nick Harvey. <laughs> uh, my number three is Twitter countdown to kickoff posts. We oh. have like 50 days until kickoff, so we're, we're recognizing Alphonse Taylor. And you know. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this 50-yard touchdown against Florida Atlantic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a really good one. My number three is uh, when you're uh, snapping uh, – people from high school that you don't remember just so they can be in your fantasy football uh, league. Mm. Okay. You want to be in my fantasy happens every year. You don't talk to a guy for, for another year until you, uh, you have to make another league. It's, it's part of the process in uh, late July. Mm -hmm. uh, so we're on number two. Um, uh, number two for me is hot, humid ass weather. Yep. Yeah. July's hot, but that August weather, Ooh-wee, that's something. And, you know, those – I just remember, you know, the first the first home games, the first couple home games at Bryant-Denny, it's – it is a – it's hell. It is not fun. But, yeah. But uh, it's – that's that's it. And another thing with, like, hot weather is, say, a northern team is, is going to, like – say it – say, like, a northern team is going to play, like, Florida State. It'll, well, in like August, you're like, dang, Wisconsin's gonna have to beat Florida State in this temperature, in this weather. Yeah, it always becomes a big thing talking about how how the heat's gonna, <laughs> um, um, you know, solve who's gonna win the week one games. Uh, yeah, my like number two is uh, 
NFL practice videos of uh, especially rookies. Um, it's funny when people try to define how good a player is going to be when they're uh, running routes with uh, no jersey with no pads on, yeah. nobody guarding them. Um, a a funny thing I saw is uh, Tua throwing a touchdown pass to Tyree Kill with uh, and they're basically playing flag football. Mm-hmm. Um, listen, I love Tua, but uh, y'all are gonna learn that I'm not really a, a believer in Tua like at all. I would rather have Jacoby Brissett over Tua. Um, that was a great pass to Tyreek, but like, who gives a shit? Okay, we're not. It's not. <laughs> it's not a football game. Yeah, I might sound like I'm. I'm mad that Tyreek's not on the Chiefs anymore, but like, like, what are we doing? I've seen. I've seen better passes from myself, and when I play football. <laughs> this is coming from a guy who was like. <laughs> This is coming from a guy who loved Tua <laughs> and now banishes him into the darkness. He's not I a part of Tua non. I love Tua, <laughs> but he is going to be a terrible quarterback for Miami. I'd rather have Nick Foles. I'm, we're going to – nobody's going to watch this anymore just because I don't think Tua is a good quarterback. Tua or Baker Mayfield. Like, damn, I'm just giving y'all myself. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, are we at number one for me? I guess so. Yeah. Uh, my number one, and this is your uh, number one indication that football is back, is when college football replays on ESP, ESPN, ESPN, and SEC Network. Yeah. SEC Network has, like, the top ten games of the year and blah, 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 blah. It's very good. Yeah. Uh, my number one, it's it's going to uh, – it's going to ring a thing in your brain. It's going to be like, oh, yeah. Oh, bro. <laughs> here comes the – here comes the – Oh, It's – it pops up on Instagram. It, it it pops up everywhere in hype videos. It's it is the week one football song. It does not matter how sucky your football team is going to be. Okay, when when Bibb County and Selma play each other on that Friday night on that dirt field, that song is going to be played from their speak from their two speakers. And they'll act like they're in the college football national championship. It that's is for it that is, first minute. It is. For the I realize. We are not got good. It is, it is made for week one football. So, yeah, whoever made that crap, I don't even know what it's called, but it's like you only hear it in football stadiums or on, on highlight videos. It's the weirdest thing, but that that's my number one. Yeah, and um, let's see. Are there any honorable mentions? Oh, um, an honorable mention is seeing uh, uh, families at Dick's looking <laughs> looking for equipment that won't fit their kid, <laughs> or their kid is not going to play. Yeah, he doesn't care. Um, let me see. You see, kid, you see four year olds running down hills at uh, at Warrior Park. What's <laughs> training? We're training for the training for the season. <laughs> Watch my kid. He's going to be so good in 18 years. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
well, hopefully we can uh, rest in peace, Bill. Rest in peace, Bill Russell. No, we're not gonna. <laughs> um, so I'm glad that you know we can move. We can eventually get to the point where football is on TV and we can, you know, see outcomes. What's going to happen? But for now, we can just, you know, we're stuck in this situation for probably no two, maybe another month. I don't know. Um, but you know, football aside, uh, earlier today, Bill Russell was announced uh, dead. So. <laughs> Yeah, he uh, eighty-eight years old. He he lived a long life. Everybody's just like, "Oh my gosh, he died!" Oh my, oh my. Just like, man, he's he was eighty-eight. He uh, yeah, he looked old. He, I remember watching him in those uh when Kobe Bryant won the NBA Finals, and he was like, "Gosh, this guy's ninety years old." And it was, that yeah. was like that was ten years ago. Yeah, uh, I mean, you you can go back to pictures of him in like nineteen ninety-six. He he still looks the same. It's crazy. But for him being six ten and uh, eighty eight years old, that's like it. It was that's 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 a, an achievement in and of itself because tall people do not do not live long. Yeah, um, he was a winner. I mean, to win on at the NBA as a coach and as a player, and really when he was a player, he was also a coach. I don't really yeah, care what was league. Coach, yeah, yeah, I don't really care what type of talent he was playing with or who he was playing against. Winning 11 world championships is something to be remembered. And uh, he's always talked about as an overrated player in the NBA, but really he's, he's underrated to me. Yeah. Not because definitely. he's not because he died. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't get like the dead bonus, which that's, that's, <laughs> that's definitely a thing. Yeah. People, people will, will definitely, you know, um, put them, put people, certain people on top of like, Mount Rushmore's, even though they're, you know, not even close to that when they say pass away or anything like that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, rest in peace, Bill. I, I know he's, I know he's watching, watching down on us, listening to, uh, us podcast. yeah, listening to us roast him. I don't, I don't know if he was a Christian or not, but, uh, whatever he was, I hope he, uh, I hope he's where he wants, where he wants to be that old dog. That old man. He's, he's a, he's funny. He was, he flicked off Charles Barkley when when they uh when uh Charles I don't remember who the other guy was but it was like oh, the SBs or some some something and uh, he was like thank you Bill Russell and it panned to him and he just flicked him off. Yeah. Uh, fuck. What was I gonna say? Yeah. So that's about that's gonna about uh, conclude our uh, our uh, our episode, but. Um, I know most of y'all probably listen to this point or some of y'all probably don't, but at the end of these shows, we usually present a song at the end just to like, I don't know, leave off on a good note, but we're going to start calling these, these hits. We're going to start calling these songs, the hit of the week. And, uh, anyways, I appreciate y'all listening to us. And, uh, this week's hit is going to be money by Pink Floyd.
Money.